What is up homies? Welcome to a very special video from Heroes Reforged. We're going to be doing something a little bit different today, something very fun. You're going to be breaking down the announcements from San Diego Comic-Con, from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel Studios. We're going to do a little bit of a deep dive into Phase 5, some of the things that were announced. We're going to deep dive into Phase 6 as well. The few things that were announced, but we're also going to speculate, maybe give our thoughts and our opinions, and maybe uh, try to predict the future a little bit as to what we think could happen in Phase 6, and maybe some of the story elements that could happen as well. I was in Hall 8 for the Marvel Studios panel. I was also in Ballroom 20 for the Marvel Studios animation panel. So whenever I can come in and give you a little bit of a tidbit of what I got, news I got, information I got from the panel, I will share that as well. Before we get into that, as always, you can check out our Patreon for exclusive videos, patreon.com slash Heroes Reforged. We have a ton of uncut reactions for all the Marvel shows that we've been doing. We're going to be starting She-Hulk very, very soon. And then we're going to obviously be doing whatever else comes out on Disney+, Plus, Werewolf by Night, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, and now, with all the announcements in Phase 5, there's plenty more stuff to look forward to, which means we are never taking a Language. vacation. Our life has been planned yeah. until 2025. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you haven't subscribed yet, you should definitely subscribe. If your subscribe button is red, turn it gray. Otherwise, if it's red, Augustine might be in some big trouble over there. Sorry. Adam. Guys. Uh, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. Um, but I'm very excited to get into this because there was a lot of announcements at the Marvel Studios panel. Lots of amazing moments happened. A lot of dates left uh, unknown. This is gonna be. A, I think this is gonna be a good time. So I'm excited to jump in and see uh, what we speculate. People, our viewers have been asking for us to do this for a long time. And we were planning something like this, but then we're like, wait a minute, San Diego Comic-Con is about to happen and they're about to announce a bunch of stuff. And sure enough, they did. So we worked all that into this. I got major FOMO. I don't know about you, Augustine. I got major FOMO with Adam yeah. tweeting what he was seeing at Comic-Con. This is an excuse for us to join in on some of that revelry and uh, and for Adam, like he said, to kind of share some of that insight. I'm also glad, gentlemen, that we all got the black t-shirt memo so that we can get this meeting started. Okay. <laughs> This is the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Before we get into the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, here is phase four of the MCU, including the few projects that have yet to come out. She-Hulk, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which we learned is going to be the end of phase four. But here's everything else up to that point. And Adam, you also wanted to make a note of the animated projects up here on this screen. Yeah, so it was kind of interesting, that panel, because in the Marvel Studios animation panel, there was an opening narration by the Watcher, Jeffrey Wright. And he's talking about how it's a new time. Lots of different things are happening. But he also did mention and welcome the audience into the Marvel animated multiverse, which is not mm. something I've seen too many people talk about and i think it kind of gets lost in sort of the excitement none of the press releases that i received was it used as an official term as we're talking about phase four when kevin feige later did the presentation hall h he took what if off of that slate so it was a little mm. bit of an indicator to me that okay it seems like the animated projects what if i am groot spider-man freshman year are going to kind of exist under the marvel studios animation banner in their own marvel animated multiverse they're part of the mcu but they're not part of the phases but right. they're MCU adjacent. And the yes. way you described it, when I was freaking out about Spider-Man, we'll get to it. You're like, this is a multiverse story. I'm like, oh, okay, got it. It's it's difficult even to look at that lineup of phase four and 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 to not notice that what if with that poster with Captain Carter, yeah. that very much ties into what we saw in Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. So it's like this idea of like, is it canon? It's like kind of, right. yeah, because Loki opened up the multiverse 
And then after yeah. that Loki show, then you could really watch animated stuff and kind of all consider it. Oh, these right. are just different realities. So we're all yeah. We're and all even gravy, with the baby. even with the Captain Carters being two different Captain Carters from What If and Doctor Strange, it's still What If yeah. gives you kind of the tee up to understand what's happening in the universe. And I think that's yeah. the biggest thing that I've noticed so far in this multiverse saga from the audience is they're putting a lot of separation between what's happening in the sacred timeline and what's happening outside of that. And I would say mm -hmm. that because it's all part of the multiverse, it's all MCU canon. It just takes place in different timelines. I, I think it's very possible for things that show up in animation to cross over at some point. It hasn't yeah. happened yet, but it always could. That's why I always kept tweeting, it's MCU canon, it's just not part of our main timeline, and that's fine. Yeah. Okay, so next up, first project that we're getting from the time of this recording, the very next MCU project, I Am Groot, five shorts on Disney Plus, August 10th, 2022. Adam, you saw the first short. Was it good? Did you like it? I did, actually. I thought it was very charming and very funny. <laughs> to be totally truthful, I feel like these would be so fun to play before all the MCU movies in theaters as well. They're yeah, doing we five. They'll all come out at once. They're all already working on five more. So it's very charming. It's very fun. They did say that Rocket will show up at some point. So I think that'll give us a little bit of a clear indicator how, like, quote-unquote, live action this is versus how animated it is. I thought it was great. This is perfect for all ages, and uh, it's it's Groot, so it's of course it's cute. After that, we're still in Phase 4. Next up is She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, August 17th, 2022. You were there for that panel, Adam, and we saw the trailer. We all saw the trailer. We got to react to it. We yeah. pretty much have confirmation that's Daredevil at the end of that trailer. I also think that the Wrecking Crew is in this show, but Adam, how was that panel? It was a great panel. I mean, they didn't really show anything else. They didn't talk too much specifics. So they kept it pretty vague because obviously they didn't want to spoil anything we had a little bit of an idea that daredevil might be coming because he's starting to be sprinkled into the mcu as far back as spider-man no way home i think there's going to be a lot more surprises they definitely did tease that there's going to be potentially more cameos and i think with the inclusion of jennifer walters breaking the fourth wall kind of opens up the future possibilities even wider to the mcu of what they can do like to the point where you could put kevin feige in this show and it would be funny <laughs> okay next up now this was not in any of those announcements yet we have yet to see an official poster or title but as far as we know this is coming out halloween this year october 2022 a marvel halloween special directed by michael giacchino noted composer which is really great amazing and um people are already pointing to the marvel comics property werewolf by night the rumor is that the star of this project Gael Garcia Bernal is playing a werewolf. The synopsis is apparently that the character's name is Jake. Marvel just put out this character a few years ago, maybe two years ago in like 2020. A new werewolf by night who is a Native American, but he has Native and Mexican roots. And the character's name is Jake Gomez. Mm -hmm. What's really cool is it was co-written, this comic was co-written by Taboo of the Black Eyed Peas which is super dope oh, really? and there's like and there's a music there's a musicality element to the story i thought it was really great i really enjoyed it but gael garcia bernal mexican actor i don't know if he is also of native heritage i don't think that he is so it's sort of like a we're are we missing another opportunity for like a native american superhero in the mcu or are they going to lean into the, the the mexican roots of this character or are we going to get an opportunity for more native representation going forward in any case the other person starring in this is laura donnelly from the tv show outlander and i have a theory that 
Moon Knight is going to appear because you can't do Werewolf by Night without Moon Knight. That's my theory. I don't know if I'm right. Mm. We'll see. <laughs> Augustine, what's your take on Werewolf by Night and uh, knowing that this is Gael Garcia Bernal? Any interest more than would would be expected? Yes. What's striking to me to to bring up the the issue, not issue, it's not an issue, but the thing of Native Americans and people transforming, right? I'm not a Native person. I am Mexican. Mm. I don't, I, I don't know the full history of it, but I know that typically the people who transform into wolves are called skinwalkers. Skinwalkers mm. are not kind entities. They are very bad things that are terrors. Basically, there are boogeymen. There are, you know, like everything. Everything that's evil that happens at night, basically, that's what a skinwalker is. So I don't know if the MCU wants to dive into like right. that side of things because it's like you don't talk about skinwalkers, you don't mention them, like you don't like me even saying the word. Apparently, I'm not supposed to say yeah. it with my window open because it, it <laughs> might come out. like there's there's that kind of stuff, right? So you might be right, and it's something I think worked for the comic that I read. At least I enjoyed it. And I think it worked for that, but it's also similar to like how Ms. Marvel. Uh, was garnered some controversy because of the fact that they even used right. jinns as part Jin, of the yeah. mythology mm -hmm. or whatever, right? A lot of a lot of um, uh, Indian fans and people were like, "That's not necessarily appropriate. That's inappropriate and whatever." So maybe they did look at that possibility, and they're like, "Let's just have him be Gal Garcia Bernal, and then we'll do yeah. a native character for something and, else." So he's Mexican is fine because he's Mexican, be Spanish, German, French, Japanese, <laughs> Chinese, like anything. Because Mexican mm -hmm. is just a nationality. It's not necessarily a race. Uh, and mm -hmm. therefore, leaning into that side of it can be fine. I just don't know if leaning into the, the Native American or just Native right. person is a good idea. Next up, we all saw the trailer. Black Panther Wakanda Forever coming out November 11th, 2022. couple of things were confirmed in this. Uh, the amazing actress, Michaela Cole, amazing actor, phenomenal in This May Destroy You, is confirmed to be playing Annika. And a lot of fans are speculating she's going to be Storm being introduced into this movie, but she is instead going to be a member of the Midnight Angels, which is like Dora Milaje. And uh, we saw Riri Williams. We also got the confirmation Tenoch Huerta is, yes, Namor, the Submariner. And we also got to see Mabel Cadena as Namora, Namor's cousin, which is really cool mm -hmm. in this one shot. And it looks like the underwater people have blue skin when they're on the surface and they have their normal skin tone when they're on when they're underwater which is a really interesting way to take the classically blue skinned people from marvel comics the atlanteans mm -hmm. um so i think that that's that's it, been pretty cool so. yeah and it's worth pointing out too it's <laughs> we were talking about it right before we started recording it's not atlantis in this version no right. is it, what is it adam talokan yes again another way to differentiate from the jason momoa aquaman but this movie is going to be a phenomenon. It's going to be wild. Yeah. So that's coming out. No, I, I can't even wrap my head around what this is going to do. <laughs> I know. The one question that I have or theory, you know, in the trailer, Queen Ramonda says, And my entire family is gone. Do you think that part of this movie will take place right after the blip and then we'll fast forward five years it very well could yeah I mean, yeah there's a shot of martin freeman's character and he is like clean shaven and there's also been set photos where martin freeman's character has a beard mm -hmm. so i'm like yeah i think there may be some i mean 
we get to see Namor's birth. He wasn't born yeah. eight months ago. They're going to be telling a story across some kind of span of time. I think, that I think that's it's also a, good... a way to establish potentially that the Black Panther mantle has been assumed by multiple people, perhaps yeah. Queen Ramonda, perhaps Nakia, perhaps Okoye, because as far as we know, those mm -hmm. characters did survive. But Shuri and uh, T'Challa were the ones that were dusted. So I think it's mm -hmm. an interesting yeah. possibility to try to introduce, you know, multiple characters. And then what does that mean for the people of Talokan and Namor? Do they show up during the blip? Do they show up after? It's going to make for an interesting Ooh. story, I think. It's going to be Actually. very interesting. I think I think that shot of them showing the Black Panther suit is going to be Nakia in a flashback mm -hmm. sequence. After T'Challa and Shuri get blipped, somebody is going to have to be there because I guarantee you somebody is going to take advantage that there's no king, that there's that there's right. nobody at the mantle. That shot is going to be uh, the Black Panther for that moment, whether she stays the Black Panther who knows? I'm hoping she does, actually. That'd be amazing because, as we know, Lupita Nyong'o is Mexican. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So not That's only right. do we have the water, we are going to have Wakanda. <laughs> the Mexican, the Mexican delegation, delegation has arrived. <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o. <laughs> and we're not even out of phase four yet, gentlemen. Next up, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, also apparently coming this December 2022. Here's the deal. Um, my theory is, is that they're going to meet Santa Claus. I think it's going to happen. I hope Santa so. Santa Claus is a Marvel Comics character. If anybody can do it, it's going to be James Gunn. He's going to be some cosmic yeah. entity. That's my take on what this special he's, is going to be. He's not just a cosmic character. He's one of the most powerful cosmic entities yeah. in the MCU. Like he is, <laughs> he is an Omega level being yeah. in the MCU, like as canon yeah. in the comics at so will they change it? Who knows? I think it would be dope if they met Santa. But that's just our theory. We have no idea what is actually going to be in the special. Now we come to phase five of the MCU. This is that big image. Kevin Feige put it up on the screen. Adam, you have a much nicer version of it. But this is <laughs> the layout of all of the projects coming out. We've got Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Secret Invasion, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Echo, Loki Season 2, The Marvels, Blade, Ironheart, Agatha, Coven of Chaos, Daredevil Born Again, Captain America, New World Order, and it ends with Thunderbolts. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> that's so wild man i think because to me something like secret invasion even though it's a longer disney plus series i think that could be its own arc by itself because so much stuff happens in the secret right. invasion because it's so involved but having it just be like the beginning of phase five that is gonna be you know like six months down the line who knows if it's gonna have any implications in the future or not is so wild to me out of the these projects what's your number one most anticipated project either disney plus show mm. or movie it's tough i'm probably right now feeling captain america new world order mm. i am just so ready to see sam wilson come back i'm so ready to see what that story is going to be uh but what about you guys what do you have uh i'm not oh, necessarily super surprised or it's not i wouldn't say i don't know if it's my most anticipated but i think i'm the most intrigued by daredevil born again only because it's an 18 episode first yeah. season there's a part of me that wonders if they're going to use all 18 episodes to reintroduce the defenders ah hold that thought we'll get to that we'll get to that <laughs> i was gonna say secret invasion but given that it's so early on i feel like it's just gonna lay groundwork for something that pays off later on mm. and i'm not sure where that's gonna pay that's where that's gonna pay off but honestly could, my it, most anticipated is blade it's it's, yeah. it's blade come on dude come like what's anything be more exciting than blade look Ironheart, super exciting. Thunderbolts yeah. is gonna be super, super dope. We're gonna see, we're gonna see the Marvels team up. That's incredible. 
But seeing Blade come back on screen, I hope they bring back the music. I hope they bring back the aesthetic and like the badassness of the long trench coat with the sword and then the eyes and the teeth and just, oh my God, it's just, I think it's going to be so rad. I'm, I can I'm hear the blood it. rave techno right now. I can hear it. I can <laughs> hear the blood rave. I think the one thing that is exciting about seeing this layout, though, when you look at the characters that are involved and you look at the things that they're teeing up, we've had Moon Knight, Werewolf by Night, Blade's already kind of appeared in Eternals in the post credit scene. We've got Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see if some of these characters that are more specific to a specific genre will maybe start to bleed over into each other's projects. Mm-hmm. Hold that up. Hold that up. <laughs> because I have thoughts on that as well. So first up, they only said it's early 2023. Next, we have What If Season 2. Adam, you saw the first episode. Based off of the descriptions, there's going to be one based on Marvel 1602. There's going to be an episode where Wu fights Odin. There's going to be one where like Iron Man is in this Mad Max world, something like that, which I think you may have seen a clip of. And then, of course, the first episode is What If Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper. Like it's like the sequel to what we saw in season one. Exactly. How's it looking, Adam? Oh yeah. my God, it looked great. I mean, I would say because they had, it seems like they maybe had more time to work on this. So some of the animation looks a lot more refined, especially with the action stuff. I would say that the episode is a cross between Captain America, the Winter Soldier and Black Widow. They kind of interconnect some of those storylines cool. together and you get to see a lot of Captain Carter and Natasha together in the episode, which is really, really cool. cool. So they do some fun twists like that. And it was really, really good. I really really liked it. I do think that also this season, I remember in the previous season, there was the one episode that I believe introduced Gamora that had Tony Stark in it and was yes. cut. I believe That's that right. will now be yeah. in this in this second season. Yeah, so. I think you're right. I think you're yeah. right. So they didn't give a date, unfortunately, but animation looked really, really cool and it really leans even heavier into the multiverse concept because sometimes you see the Watcher and you just see him surrounded by these glass shards of the multiverse and there's a lot of really cool stuff that like, it went by so fast for me that not even I caught, caught a lot of it, but but it was really cool to see that they have multiple versions of a lot of the characters, different scenarios of different universes. The sizzle reel, like you said, was cool. There is something that feels very Mad Max Fury Road with like giant monster looking trucks like racing. And it kind of felt almost like Ben-Hur Mad Max Fury Road. It, it looked really, really cool. So <laughs> I cannot wait to see it. But that first episode was really solid. There were some really great moments and cameos. Well, it says early 2023. I got it out of the way. It's MCU adjacent. Now we can get back to the prime sacred timeline. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania, February 17th, 2023. You saw the footage. You saw the trailer. You saw the first look at Kang the Conqueror, Jonathan Majors. When Ant-Man introduces himself and says he's an Avenger, Kang apparently says, you're an Avenger. Have I killed you before? Which is the best line (laughs) you could give. Kang is yep. so good. <laughs> Cassie Lang is going to get that suit. She's kind of has like a purple suit. She's going to be joining with the adventures in the quantum realm. Bill Murray mm-hmm. is a character native to the quantum realm, apparently. Like he lives there. We also maybe saw Modoc. Fans are speculating. Not maybe. It was Modoc for sure. It was Modoc. It was Modoc for yeah. sure. But fans are speculating who the Modoc is. Right. And they're saying maybe it could be Corey Stoll returning as Darren Cross from mm. the first movie, Yellow Jacket. Also, Adam, did you see Michael Pena or not? Because I don't know if he's been, he hasn't been confirmed or announced or anything. And if he's not in this movie, I'm going to have a serious problem with Marvel. I think we're all going to yeah. have to riot. Uh, no, not from the footage that we saw. You know, the footage pretty much starts with Scott Lang having written a book, a biography about his journey of saving the universe. And 
the family, the rest of the family are kind of, they're kind of making fun of him for it because he's very much like, yeah, my book, I'm, I saved the universe. And like, whoa, yeah. Scott saved the universe. Oh my God. You should write a book about it. They're really making fun of it. It's really, really fun. But then, yeah, there's a device that then sucks them into the quantum realm and they all get sucked in together as a family. And obviously Janet, I think, ends up being somewhat of a guide for them having been stuck in the quantum realm for so many years. Mm -hmm. And that is cool. then, then we get into meeting Bill Murray's character, seeing Modoc, meeting uh, King the Conqueror. So it's, I think it's, we're going to spend a good chunk of time inside of the quantum realm. And then obviously, you know, his journey through the multiverse saga is going to be quite expansive and he's going to play so many versions of Kang or so many versions mm -hmm. of the character that inhabit so many universes. I think we're going to have a lot of fun seeing how that all kind of culminates in a project we'll talk about later. He just seems like such a cool dude. He's the type of dude to like be open and, and accepting and, but also put his own flair on mm -hmm. King the Conqueror yes. because King the Conqueror is very kind of like straightforward yeah. at least what I've seen there's not a lot of personality quirks that you get from him but I hope Jonathan Major really adds his own twist to this character because yeah. I think and make him one of those iconic villains. So, so happy yeah. for Jonathan Majors. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Uh, next up, Augustine, you had some thoughts on this. This is the Secret Invasion miniseries, Disney Plus, right. February 17th, 2023. A bunch of stuff has been confirmed, but let me tell you what hasn't been confirmed that I think I have a theory on. Fans are saying that from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Quake, aka Daisy Johnson, could come back, played by Chloe Bennett. I also think it would be great to see Jimmy Woo come back. I would love to see Dr. Darcy Lewis. Sure, yeah, why not? I also think that this would be the, the show to introduce one young Avenger character we haven't met yet, Hulkling, also mm -hmm. known as Teddy Altman. I think that that, because he's he has scroll genealogy, he's, he's part scroll, so I think this could be the show to introduce him. But mainly, my theory is Amelia Clark. She's in the show, and I think that she's going to be playing the Scroll Queen, the main villain, which means she could also play the, who the Scroll Queen is impersonating, also known as Spider Woman, Jessica Drew, after the Scroll Queen is taken care of. Because it's Amelia Clark. You want to get that's a get, and you want to have an yeah. actor who can play a character even for even longer than whatever they sign up for. So those are my main theories, but everything else, we've got Ben Mendelsohn in the show, Kobe Smulders, uh, Don Cheadle, Dermot Mulroney is going to be playing the president of the MCU, yep. uh, Olivia Coleman is in it. Yeah, Martin. Freeman is apparently in it so a and bunch Samuel of Jackson this. baby yeah Sam we haven't seen him Jackson yeah I got to see footage from this and the tone of the show I wouldn't want to say it's one of the first because I feel like Captain America the Winter Soldier also leaned into this but it has that very similar tone where it feels like some sort of spy espionage thriller and it is yeah. a tone that you know got me very excited when I saw the footage and even though it was still kind of early stuff it did look really really good I don't I can't I couldn't tell you off the top of my head how many of those sequences were visual effects or whatever, but it just mm -hmm. looked really, really good, really dynamic. And I think leaning into sort of this more like spy thriller drama could be really, it could be a really fun mix for everything else that's coming in the MCU yeah. phase five, phase six, because I feel like we are really sprinkling in a lot of different genres. Now they're incorporating things like horror and thriller. Um, so I think it could make up for a really fun, unique project. But you know, like Augustine was saying, this seems like a really big concept that I wouldn't be surprised that we will see it have ramifications and sprinkle throughout mm -hmm. the rest of the phase leading into what happens in the future. I think this show is going to force us to watch Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. The whole show is Secret Invasion and it it's it's across multiple seasons and it's so so goddamn good. You get to see King the Conqueror in it and you get to see why he's yep. a badass. This will kind of introduce you to Secret Invasion, King the Conqueror, and who else is in there, Hector? There's some other Ultron, badass. Ultron, Enchantress. There's a bunch of, like, that show is debatably the best Marvel animated show ever. 
ever. It's it up there is. with Spectacular Spider-Man. Last thing about Secret Invasion, I think um, they should reveal that Sharon Carter was a scroll from the Falcon and Winter Soldier, because who was she talking to? What was she doing? Bum, Nobody bum, knows. Some shenanigans. Nobody I knows. Next up, May 5th, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Great panel, emotional panel. Adam, you saw some footage. The main thing here is that we had from Peacemaker, Shikuri Uwuji, confirmed as the villain. He is the high evolutionary, and I think everybody has been pointing to that and going, he's the guy that made Rocket Raccoon. We're going to see like the final mm. act of mm. Rocket Raccoon's story, and that's going to get some some resolution and some closure. We saw a baby um, raccoon in the footage, and that was the most adorable uh, thing I think I've seen. No. I haven't heard anybody mention that yet. Oh, no. <laughs> Those things are going to fly off the shelves when they put them on sale. Next up, in the summer of 2023, Echo is coming back, and a lot of people haven't really been excited about this show, but I think that there's going to be more to this than people kind of more realize, I feel eye. like. More than meets the eye. First of all, of course, Kingpin is coming back. Um, I think that they're going to follow what they did in the comics where he's going to be blinded, which is so interesting. And to see then Daredevil come back into the picture. We've heard rumors that Daredevil is going to be in this show. We've heard rumors that Jessica Jones is going to be in the show. This is that street level thing that Kevin Feige was talking about. This is one of the projects that can access that type of storytelling. Also, mm -hmm. here's a really fun thing. Lauren Ridloff, who plays Makari in Eternals, who is also a deaf actor, was asked at Comic-Con, are you going to be an Echo? And she very coyly was like, Mm, like we'll see like who knows that would be interesting because echo herself is also a deaf character i didn't even put that together and i was like that would be awesome if they could find a way to 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 somehow include makari in this kind of a story i think would be mm -hmm. super dope so yeah um, we didn't see anything in comic-con for this but i think yeah. that at d23 we'll see an expansion on oh, yeah. and get more context as to what's happening there we have a but lot of, a lot of cox. derail this video <laughs> and we're gonna have to make yeah. another one is D23 comes out. <laughs> but talking about great native representation, Alakwa Cox is a native actor. And we all know that that uh, Hawkeye was one of, if not her first acting job. Just incredible. Just so cool to see Disney and Marvel Studios just like really invest in this actor in this talent and then see where it goes so really looking forward to it next we have summer of 2023 loki season two guys no idea what to expect it's gonna have to follow up the cliffhanger of last year i hope that my dude mobius gets a jet ski that's my main thing <laughs> well i think again this is going to be an opportunity where we can start sprinkling in the various versions of kang yes follow up right. with that and i think you're also right. because it deals so much with variants I have a really strong feeling that we're going to start establishing things that will potentially lead into things in the future, but it's all speculative. We'll probably, again, find out more stuff at D23 about this. Mm -hmm. Next, we've got July 28th, 2023, The Marvels. Now, I got to update some little photos I had because we've seen the end of Ms. Marvel, the great sort of mid-credit scene where Kamala Khan and Carol Danvers swap places in space, whatever that mm -hmm. means. I'm loving Carol Danvers' new suit. I can't wait to learn more about Ms. Marvel's, like, bangle, her ancient weaponry whatever that may mean and we also mm -hmm. know that monica rambo played by tiana paris is in the movie as well so just those three together but guys since watching the show we can also it's con it's been confirmed that for amir khan played by sagar shaikh and um mohan kapoor who plays yusuf kamala's dad and zenobia shroff who plays kamala's mom they're in the movie so mom brother mm -hmm. and dad are in the movie i care more about that than anything else happening cosmically <laughs> yeah that's, in this, all that's it this movie is they better I want be to, having dinner hanging out i want to see her dad become ned the guy in the chair like really <laughs> kind of like involved in like okay 
here's what you got to do, but be careful. I'll be watching you via this thing and just like, you know, Mm -hmm. be that kind of support system Mm -hmm. for her. Even though that's out of left field, not comic canon or anything, I I think that would be pretty Mm -hmm. rad. Do you think that we'll get an answer on whether or not Monica Rambeau is in fact a mutant based on what happened in Yeah, I think... I think that they will actually say that it was more of like a cosmic energy accident, the same way that like Carol was affected. But also, who knows? Because now that Kamala's a mutant herself, yeah. maybe they'll go back and reveal, well, the only reason this happened to Monica is because she's a mutant. And the only reason this happened to Carol is that she's a mutant. And speaking of mm-hmm. the mutants of it all, for this movie, Rogue could be a villain. And that's how mm-hmm. Rogue in the comics gets her power of flight and super strength. She absorbs Carol Danvers so much that she keeps those powers permanently. And this could be something that they could actually set up and have Rogue be like a villain in this. There's just so many different things they can do. Something that hasn't been confirmed that I would also like to throw in there is I'm like, I would not mind seeing Jude Law come back again to do have some resolution for the Kree, uh, as well as Ben Mendelsohn and uh, Sharon Blinn, who play Talos and Soren, the Skrull couple. And also again, Kat Dennings, just bring her back because she was in WandaVision, so whatever. Next, gentlemen, we've got fall of 2023, about a year from now, X-Men 97. We Saw the classic lineup. There's new additional members, including Sunspot, Morph, Cable, Bishop, Forge, Nightcrawler, the Hellfire Clubber bad guys, and Magneto is leading the X-Men in this. Adam, you saw some of these images. How hype was that crowd? Very, very. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the only footage that we saw, it was an it was an animatic that they were shipping off to get animated, but it had some of the music from the show. And I think they said the Newton brothers who are doing the music for the animated series. Like when you're just showing off an animatic, it's still exciting because it means it's happening, but it's different than if they would have said, we're showing you the new intro then i would have been like right oh my god right but it was really cool to see all the character designs it's cool to see you know nightcrawler bishop some of those characters were returning some of them new seeing magneto have a new design that is from the comic books it's exciting for us because one that just means we're in it we're in it we're We're like we're literally in the middle of watching the show right now so by the time we finish season five there'll be plenty of time you know for this show to come out so i'm just excited that we'll be so perfectly refreshed for this show and probably the most important announcement that they made finally Disney Plus put X-Men the Animated Series in the proper story order. Thank God. Finally. Thank you. Next, November 3rd, 2023, Blade is returning, but also for the first time appearing in the MCU, Mahershala Ali. Nothing has been confirmed except I'm pretty sure we can count on Black Knight being involved. Dane Whitman, played, of course, by Kit Harrington from The End of Eternals. Here's the other speculation I'm going to throw at you. Bring in Kobe Smulders to play Maria Hill. Bring in uh, actor O.T. Fabenle, who played Rick Mason who was in Black Widow, only because OT in real life loves Blade so much. He just wants to, I was just like, dude, you should just be in the next Blade movie, but have that be the the human character that he has to kind of deal with or whatever I think would be cool. Bring back Jessica Henwick from Iron Fist, from the Defender shows, because she is also someone who can wield the sword. And I think that would be a really cool, you know, this could be all of these Marvel movies. They're never just about one solo character. There's always that kind of ensemble element. And the last rumor we've heard is that they're trying to get from the boys Anthony Starr, Homelander, to play Dracula, which would be wow. a guess, That's gentlemen. That's that, would be rad. <laughs> that would be so rad. We haven't even seen the worst of what he does in The Boys. Apparently, it yeah. gets even worse. So I'm My super God. duper excited and super sold on that idea. I believe it. Uh, mm-hmm. Next up, fall of 2023 on Disney Plus, Ironheart. She's getting her own show. Uh, this is, of course, starring Dominique Thorne. We saw her already in the Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer. She was already forging the Ironheart motif, the logo, the armor, whatever. 
It's also been confirmed that from In the Heights, Anthony Ramos is going to be in the, the show. My speculation is she's going to get a new suit, something that looks closer to what she looks like in the comics right now. And I also mm -hmm. thought it would be a good opportunity to bring back Gwyneth Paltrow Pepper Potts and Morgan Stark, her daughter, just to kind mm -hmm. of include it in the sort of Iron Family kind of a thing. I think that that would be a cool um Cool opportunity. Yeah, it's kind of a full circle moment for Ryan Coogler in a lot of ways because he's introducing this character into the movie. Kevin Feige was accepting a, uh, an award a few years back and he was talking about how hey, we went to the midnight premiere at the Arclight with John Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. In that theater, Ryan Coogler was sitting there as they were introducing Iron Man. So it's a really Whoa. cool full circle moment for him that he now gets to introduce this character. And I think it would be just, an, again, another nice passing of the torch, like you're saying, to bring back Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. as, you know, as Pepper and Morgan, yeah. you know, pass on the torch. And, and it's a reminder to in world and outside of the world that, you know, this is an, this is an homage and sort of an, an honor to Iron Man that this character mm -hmm. still represents something in the MCU. Next up, winter of 2023, going into winter of 2024, we have Agatha name change, Coven of Chaos. This is very interesting. There's rumors speculating. We don't know really anything about the show other than Catherine Hahn is coming back. And we know where we left her at the end of WandaVision. She was like brainwashed. Yeah. The, the rumors are that some actresses are going to be joining her, including Hannah Waddingham from a Ted Lasso, Hunter Schaefer from Euphoria, Amy Poehler, and Catherine O'Hara could potentially... Come on. I mean, come on. this is the show come where on. you just bring in very funny women. You yeah. bring in very funny women. I've already even seen the internet say you should also loop in Kiki Palmer, bring her into the MCU and have oh her be a part God. of this coven. For the love of Just God, please put Kiki Palmer <laughs> in the MCU. I love her so much. Just get some very, very funny women to be able to bounce off of whatever yeah. Agatha, you know, whatever Catherine Hunt's cooking up. So I think that this show is another one that's like, we got to keep our eyes on it. I think mm. comic book fans are sleeping on it, but I think it's going to be really, really D23. So. I think we're going to get a little bit more information mm -hmm. at D23. I don't think we'll get anything major because D23, the presentations are pretty short. So I think they're going to have to really focus more on, because again, like Comic-Con, I really think that they focused a little bit more on the theatrical distribution. And, yes. you know, the Disney event being a Disney event, you're going to focus more on the streaming service. Next up, we didn't get a date other than just the year 2024. Mm. Spider-Man freshman year. It is MCU adjacent. It is part of the animated multiverse of the MCU. And, dude, there was some amazing news coming out of this. Charlie Cox is going to be playing Daredevil. Spider-Man is going to be meeting Dr. Octopus and Scorpion and Rhino and Norman Osborn, who I want to yes. point out is a black man in this world, which makes me think, like, dude, maybe when we get Norman Osborn in the MCU and, like, the Sacred Time, Timeline, I think they might get another amazing black actor to play this. Giancarlo this, Esposito. This, oh my God. This that would be the perfect thing for Norman to be able to, to bring in an actor of that caliber to play a character who, like Norman Osborne, has a long, rich history in the comics. And that could you could do many, many things with this character. He's not just a one-off Green Goblin, as great as Willem Dafoe was. A bunch of stuff from this panel, but basically, yeah, Doctor Strange is also going to be in it. Mm -hmm. Takes place before Civil War, whenever that happens in this universe. Amadeus and, Cho uh, will be in it. Nico Minoru from Runaways. Uh, Harry Osborn is going to be in it. We get some cool alternate costumes. Uh, and you didn't see any animation either, Adam, but just like images, like, you know, just like- Yeah, from this, what kind of from this everything we just right? saw yeah. was like all the characters, all the costumes. And there really was a lot of confusion about the whole thing of like, where does this take place? Yes, it takes place before Civil War, but this is where the conversation kind of came up about how the you know, same events can happen across the, across the multiverse. 
Just the outcomes might yeah. be different or the way that we en enter into these moments could be different because like in Captain America Civil War, who does Peter Parker meet on the couch talking to Aunt May? Tony Stark. Who does he meet in freshman year on the couch talking to Aunt May? It's Norman Osborn. So there's a little bit of a twist. There's a little bit of difference. And also this Daredevil in the show, he's got a black, red, grayish suit yep. in the MCU yep. that he's a part of now. He's going to have a red and yellow suit. So I think they're doing little things here and there to kind of twist and make it very clear that this is multiverse story. Obviously, also the big one in this is that he's going to meet Doc Ock. So if he would have yeah. met him in No Way Home, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't really make any sense timeline wise. Right, 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 right. Next up, spring of 2024, we have Daredevil Born Again, 18 episodes. Nothing's been confirmed other than Charlie Cox and Vinny D'Onofrio are coming back. But let me tell you right now, here's my speculation. Bring everybody back. Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. Bring back Danny Rand. Do a good Iron Fist story. Bring back Colleen Wing, especially Claire Temple. Um, Misty Knight is such a good character. Bring back Elektra. There's so many different characters from the Netflix shows that you could bring back resolve some storylines, set some stuff up. This could be the opportunity if you go on street level, bring in Cloak and Dagger. Those characters from that show, uh, they were played by Aubrey Joseph and Olivia Holt because Cloak and Dagger are big street level Marvel characters. They are in so many different Marvel things. And I'm like, this is the opportunity, baby. So I just I just want this to be just their, their chance to be like, okay, mm -hmm. we heard you. We're bringing everybody back and we're going to do Iron Fist right this time. And we're going to yeah. do, you and know I mean, what I mean? If it's like, 18 episodes, yeah. I feel like you have an opportunity to do a lot, especially if they're 18 episodes that are each around 40 to 60 minutes long. That is a lot yeah. of storytelling that you can do. You know, that's like four months of story. And I think you want to keep it interesting. You have to sprinkle that stuff in and around it and everything. And yeah, like I think it's a great opportunity to introduce a bunch of characters. Next, we have May 3rd, 2024, Captain America, New World Order. I had a lot of thoughts about this movie. The only thing we know is that uh, it's probably going to be Anthony Mackie coming back as Sam Wilson. Everything else is on the table, but I think that this would be the perfect opportunity to bring back the character who played Eli Bradley who's an actor, real life name, Elijah Richardson, bring him back from the Falcon and Winter Soldier, set him up to become Patriot for the Young Avengers, bring back David Harbour as Red Guardian. I want to see Red Guardian fight Captain America and have him be like, you're not the Captain America I fought. Like, we want to see that happen. And we also need to have the actor, he was just in Top Gun Maverick, who played Joaquin Torres, Danny Ramirez, bring him back to become the new Falcon. Yeah. Just like his character does in the comics. And of course, Bucky should be there. I'm saying bring back Ursa Major, this actor, uh, Olivier Richens, who played the prison guy in, in Black Widow. And as far as villains, I went with, you can put somebody new in the Taskmaster suit, new Taskmaster. You can also introduce the daughter of the Red Skull, Cynthia Schmidt, aka Sin. And I think that that would mm -hmm. be a really interesting, talking about legacy mm -hmm. villain to bring in. Originally, I had pitched MODOK, but he's already going to be an Ant-Man. So, okay. Yeah. So we got to go. <laughs> We got to go. That's out. Mm -hmm. I'm just super looking forward to Captain America New World Order and what this movie could do. Any reading I should do before this? Because I know nothing about a New World Order storyline or anything. Yeah, that one didn't jump out to me. I think I saw like Koi Jandro talking about there's a New World Order in, Ca in Marvel Captain America comics that has to deal with like a militarized police force, which I think would be very interesting as well to include something like that in this movie. I would say that the first like story arc of Sam Wilson as Captain America was pretty great. Um, I would recommend that. And also just based off of what was set up in The Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I know that the same head writer is also writing the script for this film, uh, I would read uh, Truth, Red, White, and Black, the Captain America story about the original or that Black Captain America from World War II that was experimented on and uh, was the only one to survive. I think that that would be something that 
they could draw some inspiration from politically about what they're going to talk about in this movie. So I think your speculation about, you know, militarized, because you think about, you think about what are, what are the, you know, we've had the DODC show up multiple times. Yeah. We're going, we're going street damage style. Control. Damage with, control. Yeah. We're going street style with Daredevil and potentially the defenders. Mm -hmm. Like I think all of those shady criminal organizations are going to constantly come back and repeat and repeat and repeat. The more tech they get their hands on, the more it could potentially lead to something that I think we're going to talk about maybe next. Ending Phase 5 is a movie, I'm so excited they announced, July 26, 2024, Thunderbolts. We know nothing about this movie other yeah. than fans of the comics pulling and speculating from the idea in the comics. But I think it's safe to say that we could see Julia Louis-Dreyfus's character be the big sort of recruiter of this story. I think that this could be, because remember, up to this point, there is no Avengers still in the yeah. world up to this point. This is the government's answer. Okay, we're going to hire our own people. We could see, this is all speculation, White Vision come back. We could see Ghost being recruited, which also means Lawrence Fishburne's character, Bill Foster, helping her. We, of course, could see Yelena, Black Widow, which means, you know what? Bring in Rachel Weiss. Why not? Bring in the mom character to help her out. We're of we could definitely see Baron Zemo. He is really tied into the Thunderbolts concept. We could see Abomination. We could see US Agent. And I threw in there just for funsies, Punisher, John Bernthal. He's, you know, he's in the mix. He's and he's been on a Thunderbolts team in the comics. And I think this could also be the movie that could have some kind of like a tribute to William Hurt because his character is supposed to be the inspiration, the name, General right. Thunderbolt Ross for for this like government sanctioned team. You could do so many different things with this, so many different characters. And Feige said that there's going to be, or somebody said there's going to be characters in this that we haven't met yet. But I mm -hmm. think that that might be a fake out because the Thunderbolts concept was a new team of superheroes appear on the scene. And at the end of the first issue, and I'm going to spoil it for all the people that didn't experience this, is that the end of the first issue, some of these characters, including like Citizen V, who you've never met before, like unmasks himself and he's Baron Zemo. And the, uh, they're all villains and they're like, cool, we're duping everybody. Yeah. So when they say there's going to be new characters, I'm like, you may have uh, Daniel Brohl play Citizen V, you know, in this mm. movie. And then in, in some kind of trailer or something, there'll be a reveal of like, it's actually Zemo. And people go, it's oh me, my God, Zemo. It's it's, it's a bunch of bad guys. Comes in dancing. <laughs> and and Blades like shut that off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Be great. Guys, that's that's the end of phase 5. Phase 6 is insane and we only know that there's three things in it so mm -hmm. far and a bunch of empty dates and I did my best to try to plug some stuff in so we can talk about it if you guys feel like the order might be a little bit different let's just get into it phase six we know has fantastic four kind of kicking off phase six but there's even a little date before fantastic four so something else is going to happen first and then fantastic four and then there's a slot a slot a slot a slot a slot boom may the year after 2025 avengers the kang dynasty and then a slot a slot boom november of that year year avengers secret wars two avengers is, movies in one year it's insane that's why um let's get into it so 2024 we don't know when but i put it here just because i'm like this could be a good spooky time fall time october time marvel zombies again animation mcu adjacent adam you saw some of these images there is a ton of characters i can't even list them all a it's ton. like shang chi and kate bishop and the villains are like red abomination Guardian. and the that red guardians in this uh icarus is a zombie there's like basically it looks really really fun yeah we didn't see anything from it but it looked yeah it looks really really cool and uh look i'm a horror i'm a horror Horror guy. Like, I'm a horror guy. Come on. Like a hard rating? Isn't this I think, like I think I saw some stuff that they're going for TVMA, but I don't know if it's actually been confirmed cool. by Disney itself. Um, but Miss Marvel well, will also be in it, so that'll be cool. All the yeah. blood, speaking all the of, guts, you gotta have it. Speaking of TVMA, 
Here is my pitch for another project that will be fall 2024 on Disney Plus. It's not a theatrical movie, but it's another Disney Plus series, which is Midnight Suns. This is the team up that the fans of the supernatural Marvel characters are. are, are this is something that they this can kind of clock and look forward to. This is your horror shit. I think that the Midnight Suns has had a bunch of a couple of different lineups in the comics, but looking at what's in the MCU, I'm like, of course it should be Mahershala Ali Blade. Bring back Ghost Rider from Agents of Shield, Gabriel Luna as Robbie Reyes. Bring him back. Bring back Oscar Isaac as Mr. Knight or Moon Knight or whatever. That's a supernatural element. Gael Garcia at this point is probably going to be an active werewolf. And I just threw in there as a little treat. Yeah, you could bring in those characters from that Hellstrom show on Hulu that nobody watched. But I did. I thought that those lead actors were pretty good. Anyway, this could be something really, really cool. And it could be kind of a payoff to whatever they're setting up with the supernatural stuff. So yeah. sky's the limit. Next up, we've got, this is the big show, everybody. Fantastic Four is coming out no, November 8th, 2024. We have to talk about a couple of things. Number one, do we think John Krasinski is going to return as Reed Richards or was that just the fan casting on the side so that to, to kind of appease everybody and what the fans were expecting? Fan casting. Fan casting. I think that the fan, the fan casting was done just to appease the internet because Feige has other plans for Mr. Fantastic. So again, it's difficult not to look at who they cast as Kang the Conqueror, Nathaniel Richards, right. a descendant of Reed Richards, and know that it's Jonathan Majors. It's a black man. So it's like maybe they'll have a black Reed Richards in the MCU in the sacred timeline. So my this is all speculation fan casting. And there's 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 some really good fan casting online right now until they announce this cast. But I went from the good place. William Jackson Harper, I think, would make an awesome Reed Richards. As far as Susan Storm, I think Amanda Seyfried would be great. And if these actors aren't picked, I still feel that actors that could bring a similar-ish vibe is mm -hmm. what they should be looking at. For Human Torch, can't get any better than Joe Carey, Stranger Things. Oh, we love Come him. On. Come on. That hair on be fire so would be so good. As soon as I heard it somewhere, I could not get it out of my head. <laughs> Seth, Rogen, Seth Rogen is the thing. The, I mean, it's just... <laughs> You want me? You want to be kind of amazing. You want to make a character endearing to me? It's got to be voiced by Seth Rogen. <laughs> but it's it's hey. also just like a comedian, a Jewish comedian, a guy who's really lovable, a big heart, a wonderful voice, and you're not going to not love Ben Graham if it's Seth Rogen. It's not possible. Exactly. exactly. I think for a first Fantastic Four movie to focus on the four and have the villain be Mole Man would be honestly kind of a good bet to focus on the family members themselves. Because, Augustine, I know you have strong feelings about Doom, and you cannot rush Doom. You cannot rush it. You, you have to set that up, set Doom's it up, the long, set it Doom's up. Doom's the long play. I think Doom might factor into Secret Wars, which we'll get into. But my fan pick is Javier Bardem. If you can't get Javier Bardem, again, an actor that can do that, that kind of charisma, mm -hmm. that kind of... Um, Javier Bardem that, is that, so that, good. That, Presence, more than any presence. I think the voice of Doom has to be on point. Like Javier is mm. obviously, I mean, no country for old men. He worked that character and he did not do a lot. And his minimal acting with that character did so much for that character. And we know Doom is about like that big theatrical, like he he lets you know he's Doom at every single moment that he can. <laughs> and I think Javier can bring that kind of power and energy. But if you can't get him, get somebody who's got an imposing presence on screen with just Absolutely. their voice acting. Unlike uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, there were great excuses and great reasons for him to have his helmet off but it's like with dr doom it's like no this dude he's scarred he, he he's so vain he's like he really is going to be an actor who's going to be this the whole time 
So you're absolutely right. Yeah. It it needs so to Tom be all Hardy about the should boy. just play him. Yeah, sure. So we cannot <laughs> understand yeah. Doctor Doom. That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> so we have a couple of more slots that are that are open. I know that this next show is in development, so I'm clocking it here. Fall of 2024 on Disney Plus, Armor Wars, Don Cheadle. We also know that Walton Goggins, who played Sonny Birch in Ant-Man and the Wasp, is coming back as Sonny Birch. Mm -hmm. Everything else is up in the air speculation. I think this would be a great opportunity to introduce a version of the Crimson Dynamo because it's Armor Wars. You have to have him face off against a bunch of armored characters. I think this would be a cool opportunity to bring back Ghost because Ghost was a part of the Armor Wars comic book storyline a little bit. And I also pitched that Obadiah Stane from the first Iron Man movie, Jeff Bridges' character, maybe had a son like in the comics, Ezekiel Stane could be a character that could show up and cause some damage. But mainly, if you're not bringing back Sam Rockwell, I don't as even want Justin the show. Hammer. Yeah. I don't even want the show because that's what it's all about. That's from the comics. And yeah. this could also be something that there's just there's just like so much more to do with War Machine, but oh my also God, yeah. part of that larger sort of armor family like we're talking about, whether it's mm -hmm. Ironheart or Tony Stark's wife and child, right? For like like Gwyneth Paltrow and the rescue armor. Um, there's just so many different things they can do while still not just falling back on Tony Stark, Iron Man, but like keeping that going forward, but with all these amazing characters. So yeah, now you know I know yeah. a lot of people were kind of freaked out when they didn't see it on the slate, and it was like the the writer had to come out and say it's like it's still happening, it's still happening. Yeah. I think a lot of that was because in 2020 when they did their investor relations call they actually did have a pretty expansive lineup of shows that they were working on and now that we know kind of the slate we see how actually like far ahead they've been already thinking about a lot of this stuff mm -hmm. you know that was in 2020 so they announced that in 2020 that means they've already been working on it for at least six months to a year prior to that mm -hmm. so it's they're really in it for the long game like this is a five-year roadmap and that doesn't even include everything that's like still happening still going on in the background and on top of everything they're already planning for phase six and beyond mm -hmm. <laughs> so the next uh open slot is winter 2024 i was like you know it'd be a great christmas movie deadpool 3 i think would be great that we know again that this is in the works and i feel like sure what a great time to kind of slot this in i have no idea what the story could be deadpool kills the marvel universe or deadpool kills the mcu would be really fun great excuse to have a bunch of cameos bring back court yeah. bring back domino and cable from deadpool 2 i don't care if it doesn't make sense do whatever you want and crazy you look like the guy can... that was the villain in this universe <laughs> If any of these projects can get a Chris Evans to come back, I'm like, maybe it could be Deadpool in a cameo yeah. capacity. You know, he already did it in Free Guy. So you know next what the rat is Deadpool kills the universe at Christmas. Our previously uh, Christmas special introduced character, Santa Claus is the only person who can stop him. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be fantastic. That would uh, be damn, I would love the marketing on that movie. Going into 2025, winter of 2025 has an open slot. So I'm going with the Wakanda series that is apparently in development right now, a spinoff show. They've been rumored to have it be about Okoye. It's kind of like an origin story, but I think make it about Okoye, make it about the Dora Milaje, make it about the Midnight Angels. And my only other pitch is, bring back Andy Serkis to play Claw, even though he died, because he could have his consciousness uploaded somewhere, just like we saw with Arnim Zola, because in the mm. comics, Claw is a being made of sound. So 
have Andy Serkis mm-hmm. come back and do a motion capture character seems like a no-brainer to me. I think it'd be a great way to, um, you know, keep using some great Black Panther villains. Yeah, and I think it's a really good opportunity to just continue to expand the world of Wakanda, hence the title, obviously. But it, it, mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool to have something that is maybe focused on other characters because it seems like, obviously, Black Panther, the first film, was focused very much on T'Challa and his family. The second film seems like it's juggling a lot of pieces, but it's very much an ensemble. Everyone mm-hmm. is doing a lot of work. But this could really be the thing that really gives us much more insight into the Dormelage, all of these characters. I think it'd be really, really cool. Yeah. This yep. as an anthology series because I want to see Umbaku uh, get some time. Let's get yes. let's get Umbaku Ari tribe some time. Like yeah. they're not just villains. They also have our and then there's also so many tribes that were going for that mantle of 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 uh, Black Panther. So let's highlight each one of them. That'd be so rad. That, it, I agree 100%. That would be such good world building. That would be dope. So yeah, we'll see. Next, we have another open slot. Spring of 2025. I'm going Doctor Strange 3 on this one. We have a great cliffhanger at the end of Multiverse of Madness. He's got a third eye. He meets Clea, played by Charlize Theron. You still have the Sorcerer Supreme Wong in the mix. I want to see more of Rintra, that green cow guy. He didn't do shit. I want to see more of this poor guy that had a story arc cut. And I think that in in terms of the villains, you have to go and set up and maybe pay off Dormammu. And Cassilius could come back. We could still bring back um, Mads Mikkelsen to 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 bring back this character. But Chiwetel Ijefor has played two Mordos, and they're still both alive, technically. Yeah. So maybe find a way to resolve that. And even by the end of all of this, Strange could maybe start to form in our universe, in his world, the Illuminati, because that could tie into Avengers Secret War. So I feel like a spring 2025 movie that leads all into that would be dope. Next, we have Still No Avengers, spring 2025, a Disney Plus series, Young Avengers, where all the young characters form their own group of Avengers because of an incoming threat. And you could still involve Kang in this because Young Avengers deals with Kang, a younger version of Kang. I also thought it would be cool to bring back the kid that played like Kid Loki in the Loki series. Mm-hmm. Um, America Chavez could be in this. There's apparently a no a project in the works but even if before we get to that you could introduce sam alexander nova in this and lastly bring in some of those actors that were in the runaways why not those characters are cool they're in the they're also on the table so bring in some of those characters i think having a young avengers disney plus show is a nice tee up and i think it also it accesses that audience that is very much kind of made for the disney plus platform because i think we're going to spend time with some of these characters throughout the next few phases but it's going to be a little bit different than it was with the previous phases where we had thor trilogy captain america trilogy iron man trilogy all of the main avengers getting trilogies whereas with this i'm really feeling like especially because the entire phase culminates with an avengers movie not just every single not just every single Mm -hmm. individual phase the entire saga that i think it's a good opportunity for us to just kind of get either reintroduced to the characters again because we may not see them for a while or to just meet them as they are in the current time that really has to work and i think if that doesn't work and we're just relying on the final avengers films then i think there might be some disconnect and that's like the only thing that kind of has me worried about only doing two avengers films at the end of a saga is i hope that whoever that avengers roster includes that they're all characters that we've met we've come to love and when things, yeah. when the stakes are high and the stakes are there, that we really care. Let's get into Absolutely. that. Let's get into that, right? So my pitch was Young Avengers would have to be established before one of these Avengers movies because in the comics, the Young Avengers get together because there's no Avengers. And it's these teen characters dealing with a version of Kang. Maybe they win, maybe they lose, but that really makes the adults in the universe step up and go, okay, we really need to form an Avengers again. And it's Sam Wilson, Captain America, and it's maybe Thor. There's so many different characters. So 
Next slide, Avengers the Kang Dynasty, May 2nd, 2025. This is just some of the potentiality of some of the characters that could be on this Avengers lineup. She-Hulk could be on this. Moon Knight could be on this. Monica Rambeau in her new superhero form, whether it's Photon or whatever, she could be on this. Cersei from the Eternals could be on this Avengers lineup. Shang-Chi, you know is going to be on it. Why, Adam? Who's directing this son of a bitch? Destin Daniel Cretton. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And you got to have some veterans, though, and I feel like Doctor Strange would be really good yeah. in this sort of a lineup. So a bunch of stuff could happen by this point. I have a little picture here of Sam Wilson making out with Jane Foster because I'm like, will Jane Foster have been resurrected by this point? Maybe not. Maybe not. But still, this Avengers lineup is so incredibly exciting, the potential of which characters could be going up against Kang. And I think that this is going to have an Infinity War style ending where they do not win. And then it leads into Secret Wars. So yeah. I think Kang is going to kill a lot of Avengers and some bad stuff's going to happen and kind of break reality. So in the in-between of these Avengers movies, what do we have next? Summer 2025 on Disney Plus, A-Force. This could be a multiversal story. This could be something that ties into Secret Wars because the original A-Force comic kind of concept came from a big Secret Wars event and a, a bunch of different realities and universes. But man, oh man, it would be so cool to have a specific Avengers story or adventure that just so happens to have all of these amazing women characters. And there's so many that could be there. My main thing was like Scarlet Scarab, May Kalamawi, like bring her back, put, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like with Valkyrie, with Monica Rambeau, with Clea, with She-Hulk, with Makari, with all these different types of now superhero women, I think would be a great payoff to the setup of that moment in Avengers Endgame. Actually yeah. make this project happen, pay that off, I think would be great. One more project before Secret Wars, we've got in also in summer of 2025, theatrically released Spider-Man. A bunch of stuff could happen here, but I think this could also tee up Secret Wars because there's something very significant that happens to Spider-Man in the original Secret Wars comic. This thing is crazy because uh, I put a bunch of stuff up here that I don't don't think is going to happen, along with some stuff that I do think is going to happen. I don't think we're going to see Craven, Morbius, or Venom <laughs> deal with any of the MCU stuff. I think, though, we got to find a way to bring Vulture back from the Morbius universe, and I think that Mysterio is alive, and I think that this could set up to start moving towards a Sinister Six in the Spider-Man world, meaning he could meet his Norman Osborn. You know, he has to find a way to get back together with MJ and kind of explain everything that happened. Punisher could be in a Spider-Man movie. John Bernthal is again in the mix and that could be really Daredevil could terrifying come back again. and scary. Daredevil could come back again, but in a suit this time. And then I put, maybe this is a little too easy, but uh, it depends. If we've got um, Harry Osborn in the mix as somebody who's like maybe a romantic interest for MJ because Peter like let her, let that relationship go effectively. It's very easy to point to Dune co-star Timothy Chalamet. But if we're having a Norman Osborn in this universe that's black, Timothy, you're out. You gotta yeah. maybe we you gotta out, get baby. some other young actor. And also that, that <laughs> some of these characters are are at MIT. That's also where Riri Williams is kind of based in and located. So there may be a crossover potential there. And finally, will we get the seed planting? Will we bring back Donald Glover? Will we meet a live action Miles Morales? I don't know. Would enough time have passed since the Spider-Verse animated films? I don't know, but I'm open to it. I'm always open to seeing more Miles. So there's a bunch that could happen here. And I think it I think it's gonna have a post-credit scene that's like he gets a black costume and then gets whoop, zipped up into space because uh, we still have a little venom goo left over from Tom Hardy right. for some reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, guys, any other ideas or thoughts on what you want Spider-Man the next one to be? The death of Spider-Man, Miles okay. Morales. 
Okay. <laughs> we could go there. We could go there. And maybe before that, we're going to get to the last one that was announced November 7th, 2025, Avengers Secret Wars. There's a couple of different Secret Wars in the comics, but I think they're going to mostly lean on the one on the right, which is the Jonathan Hickman, big sprawling epic thing, which I think is awesome. I think this could be a story that with God Doom, that's what I'm saying. So maybe Kang gets taken out by Doom of all people, and then Doom usurps that throne, and there's some potential there. And if Doom is in the mix, because Fantastic Four set it up. This could be something that could really show off that character, but Peter Parker could get his black costume in this. Um, I also think this could be an opportunity to just bring back the Inhumans from that crappy TV show, but they could be great. They could be great. <laughs> we saw Ensign Mount <laughs> come back. So I do have a pitch for so a director for this movie. Who do you got? I'd love to see Ryan Coogler do this. Yes, oh. yes, 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 yes. Fully on board. Now we got Mr. a movie. Rick. All right. <laughs> Guys, that's the end of phase six as far as we know it. There's still shit to do. I'm already into the phase seven. We're all, we've already got some slight planning that I want to run by you, but the number one thing I want to talk about going into phase seven of the MCU, whether it's a Disney Plus series or if they find a way to work around the rights issues, I'm talking indestructible Hulk. I'm talking we have to do something with Hulk. We have to introduce Wolverine. We got to bring back mm -hmm. Betty Ross, Leonard Sampson, introduce Amadeus Cho, bring back Samuel Stearns, aka the leader. Do we want want to see world war hulk what kind of story do we want to see augustine take it away we have to see hulk has been such a underutilized character so much to the point where he's kind of the comedy relief at this point like and that's not a bad thing because he's funny it's nice to see him intelligent and talking and, and dealing with his emotions as a hulk which is awesome uh, I think part of the reason why I love Hulk so much is because of his uh, exponentially growing powers given the situation. Like there's no situation in which you can surprise Hulk and he won't be ready for it and stronger than you, basically. So I need to see that level of like, what are you going to do? You can't punch this guy to death. You can't shoot him. You can't blast him. You can't physically harm this person. And he's about to literally rip the globe in half. What is the mm -hmm. solution to this? There's so many things that, that the, the potentiality is high for this story to be absolutely earth shattering and incredible and all centered around the Hulk. You know, let's give him a shot. Let's just give him a shot. Come on, guys. That's all I, I'm asking. Let's give I, him Ah. I think the more that I hear you talk about it, and the more that I hear what this could be, I, I'm leaning towards a Disney Plus series to really be able to, you know, to, 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 can you imagine a show where it's like, this is the problem. And then the people who come in are like, she Hulk, like she's trying to solve the problem. She has to find Amadeus Cho, who's a new Hulk, or maybe Leonard Sampson, Ty Burrell from that first Hulk movie. He comes back and he's like, now I'm gamma powered. Betty Ross is in the picture, but whatever they kind of throw at the Hulk, even Wolverine, this new agent, nothing works he is on a full rampage he's gone mindless it could be a great send-off for the mark ruffalo version of bruce banner right. it could be a great exactly. sort of a, a final act for bruce banner whether he dies or you know quietly retires and walks off into the sunset mm -hmm. at the end of the story but again passing on the torch to these other hulk characters like she hulk who is going to be the hulk on the avengers i think that this would be great for mark ruffalo hulk nice little next send -off. up phase seven we haven't even seen an x-men movie yet so much to do so little time. Mm -hmm. I just want this to be the pitch. Everybody thinks of X-Men as the thing on the far right of this image, which is a huge roster of characters, tons and tons. Like, how are they going to explain where all these characters were? And I'm like, stop, 
slow down. The first X-Men movie should be smaller scale, a cast of five characters, just basically do that initial comic book lineup, that uh, that first class, and have those characters, I know they're all good looking white kids, maybe make it a little bit more diverse, right? Maybe some Latino and black and Asian kids in that mix. But, you know, Iceman is Bobby Drake. He's gay. You've got Beast, Angel, Cyclops, Marvel Girl, um, or Jean Grey. And it's about Charles Xavier trying to protect these kids and the kids themselves going, we're tired of hiding. We're superheroes. We're going to step out into the limelight. Let's step into the spotlight. And maybe they can face off against the MCU's version of Magneto. And maybe this is where we can see the Scarlet Witch come back as a full villain. And at the end of that, she rejects and she goes, no, I'm going to be an Avenger. But that could be a first X-Men movie. The second one could be more in line with the 70s lineup where you had Colossus and Storm and they're kind of expanding the roster a little bit. And then the third movie would then be the big, oh, here's all these other characters. But that explanation should always just be they've either always been here hidden or now we have a generation that's becoming a little bit more frequent and Charles found these five kids and they're putting themselves out there because they've grown up in the MCU. Mm -hmm. That's that's the answer. There's no multiverse shenanigans. There's no time stones or infinity stones or quantum realm or anything that needs to be explained. I do not want the X-Men to come from another universe, just like the Fantastic Four. I don't want them to come from another time. They need to be the here and now. They need to be the young people leading our old people generation and showing them the right way. With the in inclusion of, you know, Namor the Submariner is Marvel. They're already doing that. They're already bringing in mutants. So I feel like you now kind of have established that the X-Men are going to be of this universe. It's just a matter of when they're going to come through and when they're going to be sprinkled in. I did see, I have no clue if this is true, but there was the rumor that because of the acquisition of Fox, Marvel may not be able to make an X-Men movie until after 2025, which that sounds kind of crazy because if you acquire a movie company, shouldn't you just be able to do that? Yeah. Yes, but I will counter by saying that David F. Sandberg just did a video about the trailer breakdown of Shazam. And in that trailer, he said that he put one of the pins, the smiling face pins from Watchmen in the first Shazam. And he got a call from Warner Brothers Legal saying, you need to clear that with us before. We know it's all owned by the same company. But rights issues are complicated. So there could be some sort of contractual thing that is preventing them from doing an X-Men movie prior to that, which is why I think they're starting to sprinkle in the concept of mutants because they're preparing for this. If, yes. if there is some sort of contractual thing yeah. to expire before they bring in the full team. And also, Hector, you brought up uh, a, a big deal with the X-Men is that they are hidden. Why are they hiding? What is yes. the world situation yes. happening to where yeah. these superpowered people have to hide the whole mm -hmm. mcu has to be completely different from where we are right now that's the best part of the x-men is that they are trying to normalize and trying to show people that mutants are not evil and that superpowered people are not evil and the world is mm -hmm. against them what is going to happen what's the shift in the mcu where is that point that people are going to turn against those superheroes we don't know At and it has point to happen or at some point, one of these projects has to acknowledge that there's a giant fucking celestial sticking out of the ocean and that people right. are like, these super people are getting out of hand. Like, this is yeah. this is too much. You know, that, that the, you're absolutely right. Those kinds of things need to happen. I've seen people theorize that the damage control department, they're going to start building sentinels. You know what I mean? Like, that's mm -hmm. the that's the kind of thing to get that ball rolling. So 
I think it's all possible. Speaking of Celestial sticking out of the ocean, still in phase seven, that's when we're going to get a sequel to Eternals. This is rumored. It's rumored that they're bringing back Chloe Zhao to direct this as well, but we have to resolve this Celestial thing. So my pitch is Eternals, Celestial War, and have all of the returning characters there, including uh, Star Fox, aka Eros, I think is his name, with Pip the Troll, voiced by Patton Oswalt. A lot of characters still in play, and this is another one where I'm like, bring in Scarlet Scarab, May Kalamaui. I don't care for what reason, just bring her in. Put her in the movie. Put her in the yeah. movie. But, you should have just made, gave her her own Disney Plus show on this damn roster you made. I should have done that. Well, here's the next slide. Scarlet Scarab coming in. No, I'm kidding. Second to last one I have here is, again, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. A lot of stuff and characters still at play, and I think that could be resolved and explored in a Shang-Chi sequel. It's rumored to be in development. So I'm calling it Shang-Chi and the battle for the Ten Rings, because it's going to be mm -hmm. him versus his sister. She's now the head of the Ten Rings organization. We've got Ronnie Chang as John John, and we've got Florian Matanau as Razor Fist. And Florian, this actor, he was also in Creed 2. He's great because he's like, you know, in the comics, my character has two Razor Fists. So he's mm -hmm. like, that still needs to happen. Like, he's down to lose the other arm in these movies. And I'm like, Go for it. Yeah. I think that this would be a fantastic opportunity to bring in Ms. Marvel and to tie in that mythology with her Bengal. It was hinted at as being connected to the Ten Rings. Bring that in, do some cool stuff with that, kind of figure out what that whole thing is. I also would like a Spider-Man cameo because Shang-Chi and Spider-Man are friends in the comics and I'd love to see it. I'm actually really surprised that you put the resolution of things like this so far ahead because I almost yeah. feel like the Ten Rings, the Bengals, I feel like they, I could be totally wrong. I have nothing to base this on, but I feel like they've, they've set the up this early because they might play into things that maybe Kang is looking for them. Maybe someone in the universe that is that is not a villain or hasn't been introduced yet is searching for these ancient weapons. You are not wrong. This could even be paid off as early as next year in the Marvels. We have no, I have no yeah. idea, but you're not wrong about thinking about what was set up in Shang-Chi as being pivotal to Kang Dynasty slash Secret Wars. It could be but I just kind of looked at all the spinning plates and everything that was a play. And I was like, I think I, some other stuff could be set up before that. And this could be the phase seven focus, mm -hmm. you know, from something that they set up in phase four, I guess. Last slide of the night, folks. Speaking of things that were set up and haven't been paid off yet. The next Thor movie. My pitch is Thor versus Hercules. Huge spoilers for Love and Thunder here. But Hercules is now in the picture. He's played by Brett Goldstein. Bring back Russell Crowe. Maybe have the other major Thor villain from the comics who hasn't been in a movie yet, Enchantress. I know that people were saying that Sylvie was some version of Enchantress, the Loki variant in Loki. But I'm like, just do a full blown enchantress in this i think would be cool but sif is here we i would love to see better ray bill because better ray bill and sif have a great relationship in the comics uh would love to see all these returning characters and of course we have to answer the question can people be resurrected from valhalla would jane foster come back would heimdall come back he's got a son now axel that we've met and the warriors three are apparently in valhalla does that also mean that maybe thor's mom could be there or even odin himself i don't know but the comics have explored some of these questions. They have given the Odin power or the Odin force to Thor because he's like the next Odin. And with that, he's been able to resurrect some fallen Asgardians. So there's a potential for some of that stuff there. I still think that of all these characters, the Warriors 3 were done dirty and they could come back. I'd love to give them a little redemption. Maybe a little Disney Plus, maybe a little something, something. But there's still stuff to explore. Thor is a dad now. He has a daughter named Love, and she has yeah, some kind of ability. She's got some abilities and powers, and I would love to see where that could lead to, especially if he's in this place where he's a dad, and now here comes Hercules being like, I have to fight you. And he's like, I don't do that anymore, man. Like, you know, by the end of this story, too, we have to set up Hercules as like, okay, you're a good guy. 
you can be an Avenger. You can be somebody who maybe you can even take the role of Thor on Earth or Midgard while Thor goes and, and kind of retires and becomes a dad. A so dad. this is my last pitch, last thing furthest ahead I could think of. That's the future of the MCU, y'all. We did it. Hey, you heard it first, guys. We got everything 100% right. <laughs> we are never wrong. Uh, right. Everything will happen just like you heard. And Kevin Feige, where's my money? I think what's so exciting about this and looking ahead and even just speculating on other projects that could come, it just shows how expansive and vast the MCU is, can be, likely will be, and how you can thread almost anything together and you can pretty much come up with a cohesive story that makes sense. And really, the only thing that's really driving the end result is, what does Kevin Feige want to do? Right. It's really, yeah. is like, yeah. what do I want to do? What do I want, what do I want the end of the phase to be? And then he pitches it to the, to the Marvel parliament and they go, yeah, Kevin, that's pretty good. Let's get some writers on this. And then it will slot, obviously alter along the way, but it's so nuts that like you can almost do kind of anything as long as it has like a cohesive straight through vision and has follow through. It's kind of amazing what you can do with such a massive playground of characters. Because like I've been saying in the past few of our trailer reactions for some of the stuff going into phase four, I felt like I knew the phase one characters pretty well, even though I did not read a ton of the comic books. I read some of them. Going into this stuff, I'm like, I really now really really need to start reading because secret wars and all of these concepts i know them just from little things i've read little videos i've seen but it's really going to be time for a deep dive to really understand what's happening in the marvel cinematic universe because i think it will better just inform us on what we think will happen because i think we knew the phase one characters so well it was a little easier to go into endgame and say well i really do think that cap is going to retire go back in time and stay with Peggy. And I think now right. having a better lay of the land and understanding some of the story elements more, we can then look at and go, well, I think that this is where they're going to bring this in. This is where I think they're going to, how they're going to solve these problems that potentially could happen because now they've absorbed a whole studio's worth of characters that they didn't have the rights to. So now they're including exactly. all that stuff. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm tired. Um, <laughs> I think that you're right, Adam. I think that when I kind of went through and laid all this out, it was it's really like I was flabbergasted at how many characters are in play. Even yeah. when you take into account which characters are like dead and they're not technically, you know, things like Tony Stark or Steve Rogers being retired. It's like the characters that are no longer in play are kind of a drop in the bucket compared to what is still active. Yeah. And it's very exciting and it's inspirational and it's, you know, it does inspire me to want to read all these comics. And it, I just can't wait to see what's going to happen with some of these casting with, you know, with some of these characters that we haven't met yet. Augustine, you mentioned before we started rolling that there's a potential that Wolverine could be a Native American or Native Canadian Native actor, like a First Nations actor. Yeah. Which yeah, I I think I that would like, be massive. Could you imagine the reaction? It would be as big, if not bigger, than Black Panther. Look, look, it, it's taken this long to get a Mexican character, like a big Mexican character in the MCU. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. the, what we what we projected was, you know, a couple of years down the line to have a proper Wolverine. There's contractual stuff, whatever. But I cannot right. imagine the gravitas. I'm using that word a lot, but the the the, the huge implications of a major character like Wolverine. I would say arguably Wolverine is the most well-known superhero in the MCU. Everybody's waiting for there. Wolverine. It's, that, is, that is the guy. Spider-Man and Wolverine and Hulk and then the Avengers character. Like they're, they're all Everybody floating up there. But Wolverine is Everybody, up there. Right. He's up there to have 
that character with First Nations roots would be absolutely incredible. But I'm not native. If there are any native people who are watching, let me let us know if there's any implications of is that a good idea? Like, do you would you right. like to see that thing? Is there are there any issues with Wolverine being a native person? I'm not sure. I don't understand right. the history enough or the politics enough. But uh, if you mm -hmm. have ideas or if you but, think it's a good idea or a bad idea, let us know in the comments. Just the notion, though, that like with all of these characters that are in play, characters that we haven't met yet. And what the MCU is, I mean, we were getting so emotional with seeing Namor the Submariner, Tenoch Huerta. The idea that in the future, so many more demographics and types of people can be invited to this party. You know, not right. to mention we haven't had a, a real prominent gay superhero lead character yet. We haven't had that yet. And we've gotten, uh, I would say maybe Thor Love and Thunder is the gayest Marvel movie so far. And it was fantastic. But it's like, what if Valkyrie, what if she got her own movie? And what if in that movie she had a love interest? And what, you know, there's just so many different things and so many different ways that more and more people can be included into the thing. And I also want to end by saying, don't be overwhelmed. I'm already seeing people get burned out. And I'm, I'm already telling as many people as I can. I'm like, dude, treat this franchise like Marvel Comics readers treat Marvel Comics. They do not read every issue of every series that comes out every week. That's an impossibility. They stay right. current with what they like. They check out stuff that seems interesting to them. And like every good Marvel comic, if you open it up and you read it and you like it, and there's a little thing in there like, if you want to learn more, read this, you can go back mm -hmm. and check that stuff out. If somebody went to go see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness because Doctor Strange was their guy, and they were like, dude, this Scarlet Witch character is cool, they could go back and watch WandaVision. Do you know what I'm saying? Treat it like that. We just have to let general audiences like what they like and get into it because it can be overwhelming. You do not have to watch the five I am brute shorts. If you don't feel like it, it's okay. Just go see Black Panther Wakanda forever. Just go see Ant-Man next year. You know, just go see the Marvels, whatever you want to do. People like me will try to watch everything and let you know if it's good. <laughs> try, try Hector. Will. You know, there is no Will. try. Yes, there's exactly. only do. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun breaking this down and checking out and theorizing what could come in the future. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, whether we like it or not, is here to stay for a long time. <laughs> there are some things that I definitely do want to talk about in our next Checkskins episode, talking about some of the, the behind the scenes stuff that I think is really worth talking about and seeing, you know, just kind of getting, you know, our hand on the pulse and seeing how people feel about it. But like you were saying, there's something for everybody in this Marvel Universe. You know, there's yeah. always going to be something for someone. Yep. Also, uh, Marvel Studios and Disney, delay all of these if you have to. Pay your visual effects artists right give them enough time to do the work. We can mm -hmm. wait. I know it seems like we're nerdy hungry for this stuff, but delay it if you must give people decent hours and let mm -hmm. them put in good work. We want them all to look as good as Wakanda mm -hmm. forever. All of them, mm -hmm. which, look, you know, I'm gonna say something crazy. I'd be okay yeah. if after the end of every saga, they took a year, a full year off. Seriously, yeah. just to like catch it. up with projects. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Seriously, so do that. Media I need I honestly like I was pretty okay with it after because of COVID then being delayed by a year. Yeah. Yes. Was I hungry for it? Absolutely. Did I love the anticipation of when it finally came back? Yes. That hunger was there. You don't need to plan flax for the next 75 years. We can take a little chill. It's all good. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody going nowhere. You know, if, if mm -hmm. shareholders are like, we can't do that. We're going to lose money. No, no dummy. You're no Disney, dummy. Bro. nowhere gonna lose money sorry exactly sorry if those if those, if those shareholders are upset at that that the ceos can take a pay cut and they can pay other visual effects artists more oh, oh they're never gonna oh, suggest yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, are yeah, they? Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> 
Yeah. Those are said they can learn nuke, they can learn After Effects, they can learn anything, <laughs> and jump into those offices and yep. work yeah. those hours themselves. Because 100%. if they need those movies, 100%. you can do it yourself. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Let us know some of your theories into any of the phases that we covered. How do you think some of the elements will be tied into each other? How do you think they'll culminate with Avengers, King Dynasty, Secret Wars? What do you think the future could look like for the X-Men? Let us know all of your thoughts and theories down in the comment section below. Subscribe if you haven't already. Check out our Patreon, and we'll see you guys in the next video. Bye. Kevin Feige, my invoice is in the mail, but I just send it later. (laughs) $100 million. Uh, If we got any of this right, um, just tell us to take down the video, please. We'll go ahead and do that. (laughs) Don't don't change your plan because we guessed something right. Don't change the plan because we guessed something right. We'll take this video down, Kevin. We'll take it down. Okay, Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it.